0: Hello there and welcome to Racehorse Movies, the show where two film fans take a racing sheet from last week, pick a random horse name for each other and from that name pitch a movie. In the pitch, to flesh out our movie ideas, we may include such things as stars, directors, composers, best boys and stable boys, maybe not that last one, hoping none of our ideas have to be put behind a screen and shot. The sky's the limit, the horses are on the starting line, the jockeys are frothing. It's time for Racehorse Movies. Hello there everyone and uh, welcome to the Mind Cinema. Graham, Graham, thank keep it down. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't help it. Just like... <laughs> excited we shouldn't be here we know we shouldn't okay i think i okay, okay i think i can hear lloyd walking walking away now okay we can raise our voices okay. a little right um sorry about that guys obviously uh we're not really meant to be here we have clearly snuck inside the mind cinema <laughs> nothing's showing but we just couldn't resist coming back to say one more no. uh, hello goodbye to you guys so uh <laughs> so for episode a sneaky little very whispery uh, ASMR, almost oh mm. my goodness me time for sleep everyone and <laughs> and <don't> mind. Mind. <laughs> listen to me stroke my comb <laughs> I'm so glad you said co. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, that got close. <laughs> that got into Bernie's little swimmers' levels of danger there, man. So, yeah, hey, everyone, welcome back. Uh, this is just a little 12.5 to round off uh, season one. I am still uh, Luke So, and I am joined by the ever lovely, the very quiet, tippy toes, Mr. Graham Thomas.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: That was really scary. That That was was really scary. scary. Yeah. Graham's Graham's traveled through the Blumhouse universe (laughs) to come to you this evening. He's dressed like
1: the nun. How you doing, my man? You well? I'm good. I'm not sure if I could sustain an entire episode speaking in whispers. I think my, my voice would like...
0: No, no, no. Good God, no! I'm not going to commit to our <laughs> world that much, Graham. I'm about a two-minute guy, you know. <laughs> so we're here. We are here. We are again. We're going to sort of go mm. through maybe a couple of alternate pitches, alternate ideas that we didn't uh, previously put in some of our episodes uh, that we had to cut because we just had our pitches were just too epic to, uh, to leave them in, and that's that's not a problem at all. Well, we'll probably talk maybe about a couple of things we might have watched uh have have a little general catch-up wrap-up uh, say some much meant and much uh, needed thank yous and then we're mm. going to get the heck out of this cinema before we are discovered because uh, we're, we're we're doing this all by torchlight guys this is really hard yes. to maneuver ourselves <laughs> graham may or may not be sat next to me it might be lloyd he smells a bit of cigarettes i'm not sure what's going on so yeah that's that's our plan that's our mission statement Sounds for episode good. 12.5 are
1: you in graham I'm in, 100%. So let's do it. So I guess before we get into any other bits and bobs that you might want to talk about just as a wrap up, let's wrap up what you've been doing over the last week. How are you? I'm good. I've been preparing
0: myself for a nice little late in the year holiday over to Naples, mm. um which I'm very much looking forward to. I've been I've been painting a maggotkin of nurgle lord of blights uh figure from Warhammer, so <laughs> I've been in my absolute nerdy element, man. It's been delightful. <laughs> you're really hoping Henry Cavill's listening to this. So, much. Oh my
1: Henry, god, Henry, if you're out there, it's Racehorse Movies at the neverpress.com.
0: Like, I, I'm sure at some point in 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 maybe next season, maybe the season after, we will be pitching some kind of a Warhammer idea because uh, <laughs> yes. we've talked about it before in the past. So so to try and vanquish some of that energy, I, I've been putting into painting. I think that's, that a painting. One, that's
1: a one shot right idea right there. It's Absolutely. the head of love letter kind of skywriting episode where we just have to pitch a warhammer <laughs> from the hope that he will pick he it just,
0: up like and just cocks one of his arms in approval that's all i want yes. it's just that even a half cock uh would that's be right. more than enough man i'd melt uh, so that's been going really well really enjoyed doing that i'm kind of uh comes in swings and roundabouts when i mm. feel uh inspired to uh to do something like that but i've, I've i'm in the zone at the minute and loving it Does man. That...
1: Provide you much-needed kind of respite from the franticness of the waking world. You kind of zone out when you do it and just kind of concentrate on it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's, um, uh, you know, it's one of the few activities I find myself doing with my tongue out. That's a strange sentence, yes, but get, you know, I know what, exactly I mean. what I mean. It's yeah. got that level of... Uh, I fall into what I'm doing and then it can be like an hour, hour and a half later, I'll sort of like go, oh, I haven't breathed in about 25 minutes. And uh, (laughs) and what's happening? Like, I just get get lost in it. So, yeah, it's quite meditative. I get that. I get that with Airfix kits. For me, Uh, it's it's the...
1: I haven't done it for a very long time because there's not much space in my house and my house space is quite sensitive to the fumes of the... (laughs) <laughs> Grain's just got like an industrial paint set <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's like blue just collar. not allowed to do it because the hazmat suits get expensive. But I find it almost like the, the quickest route back to childhood in a Prussian way, like the smell of the paints it just takes you back there yeah and yeah so at the minute I do Lego quite a lot of that but I find a similar kind of thing you just it's so meditative you're just focused on this one task just painting the figure or following the instructions and building something. It's so nice. Um, so that's that. So, have you seen anything over the last week that you want to share with us and talk about? <laughs> I don't about? know if I want
0: to share, but like yes, dude, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, it was the last episode when we both agreed that I need to start watching some better mm. films, Graham. So I took that assignment mm. uh, in the spirit that it was given and went out and watched The Equalizer Three. <laughs> no, I did the same, don't worry. Oh, mate, have you seen it as well? But we I, I saw it at the cinema, yeah. It was, it was genuinely hilariously bad at times. I i laughed mm. out loud. I think it, it all started... So, anyway, right, look, the Equaliser, whatever his name is, Mr Equal, he comes, he, he, we, we meet him... What is him. his name? I, a bit, I don't know. I, I genuinely McCall. Have, McCall. I, McCall. Okay, yeah. sounds like a Robert crow McCall? shouting for his friends. Yeah. Robert McCall. Um, Okay, so Robert McCall, great pick up there man he didn't consult Google then guys that was from the brain that was very impressive uh, so McCall uh, we open on uh, him taking out some drug lord somewhere in Italy for some reason mm-hmm. we don't know why he does his watch thing where he checks his watch and says oh if I were you I'd speed up this bad guy's speech because I'm going to kill everyone here's how I'm going to do it and then presses beep and then goes blah, 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 blah. and yes and from the very... Mo- I think from that, he, he kicks someone's leg out, he stands up, he gets his magnum, he shoves a magnum through a man's head and then he yes. turns holding the man and the magnum and shoots someone through the man's head L- with the this magnum. is a-
1: this is a gun, not an ice lolly. Yes, just to be, just to be clear. <laughs> I mean, he is in Italy, but brain freeze. No There's no waste cracking. No, it's all very
0: po face. It's all very violent. <clears throat> and anyway, we don't know why he's here. He gets shot at this uh, at the winery that he's doing all of this killing mm-hmm. in, and then he gets uh, taken by some friendly locals into a town around the Sorrento coast, and he's like brought back. He's he's healed by the the, the, the village doctor, basically. And the, and the minute that I knew we were in trouble was when the film started. But the minute when I knew we were in trouble, when uh, the village doctor leans over and he's like, are you a good man? And like Denzel says, like, I don't know or something. And then sure. you get to the next scene when Denzel's like, why are you doing this for me? Why haven't you called the police? Why are you protecting me? Why did you save me? And the guy looks at him and goes, when you were in here, when you were brought in, I asked you are you a good man. And you said, I don't know. Only a good man would say I don't know to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, no, "No, no, it's a man who's shot. Only a guy who's trying to like get away with the fact he was shot for an yeah, nefarious right. reason would say this. What are you talking about, man?" <laughs> And it just goes on to be this it looks like Denzel's on holiday, him and Antoine are mm. having a lovely time. He ingratiates yeah, yeah. himself with the locals, you get a montage very of him. quickly, very quickly. Dude, and the way that he is told that he is like he's accepted is amazing. Like you have this little montage of him like going to fruit stalls and picking up tomatoes and going like oh, this, I think yes. And then you get them I think there's they're screening Roman holiday on like yeah, the town yeah. square. Sounds And about it's right. this big old, like, this lovely montage of him being oh oh, I love this place, I'm going to retire here. And then right at the end of this montage, a little old lady sort of like comes up dressed in like this sort of shawl and she's holding this perfect <laughs> lemon with like a little twig and a little lemon leaf on it and she just gives it to Denzel and the lady Denzel sat with turns to him and goes, you're one of us now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got
0: lemon. That's like, initiation. Like, 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 what is this? The old lemon giving lady who only does this to people accepted in the village. Like, what is going on How here, often man? has she
1: done this? Like, if, yeah, because they were all like fifth generation. Like, they've always been, they've been waiting for this one. Lemon. Yeah, she is the keeper of the town lemon, and this is her one job. The, the bit in that film that made me laugh out, and I had to stifle my laugh because no one else laughed in the cinema, and I didn't want to be that guy. Um, <laughs> Because it's not a joke, but I find it hilarious. He <laughs> joke, obviously he he strikes up a um a relation. Well, not a kind of a connection with a yeah, woman it's who pretty runs. Pretty platonic. A, it's pretty platonic, but there is, there could be something there. It's nice. And she says, she's uh works in a restaurant. And she says, Let me take you for a walk. She, firstly, she says, Let me take you for a walk and show you some real. Um, Italian food, whatever. Like, are you not already serving this? This is a bad review of your own restaurant. This is weird. Um, so they go for a little lovely stroll along the, um, the port... And they walk through this beautiful market, and um, there's all these stalls selling lots of traditional, lovely food. And he walks past, and he says, well, "What's that?" And she says, "Octopus." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm salivating right now." And she, but she says, "This is where I wanted to take you to." And she literally buys him a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> and It's got the big, like, elephant leg kebab thing that this dude. Has. And I'm like, "That's the best date ever." <laughs> like, Basically <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a
0: night out. Yeah. What a night yeah. Out. And and, it was and so it just, good. it's just it was it was it was entertain. I was entertained like for reasons all mm. all through it. You get little little Dots of this, complete yeah. uh, I- I- idiocy, I guess, man. So, yeah, I watched that. Um, and then to, but, but to cleanse my palate slightly, I did watch uh, The Evil Dead Rise, uh, which was a far more successful oh, yeah. film. I was yeah, not bad. actually pretty impressed. And we talked about Voyage of the Demeter, I think, the week before last. Mm-hmm. Um, And we said, very small location. Uh, It was way too long. They did nothing with the characters. I feel like the the Evil Dead Rise, really small location, did quite a lot with the characters, did a lot with the set pieces, uh, had some fantastic gore, loads of tension, some really nice creepy bits. I was
1: pretty impressed, actually. Could have been a bit funnier. Uh, If you're going for the Evil Dead kind of thing, it could have been a bit more funny. I completely agree. There's one bit that's... A very much an Evil Dead gag with the eyeball. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah and the but choking, it just yeah. stood out a little bit too much. Like, compared to because the Because it felt like, like a thing. nostalgia yeah.
0: thing. Uh,
1: just a b- box-ticking exercise, man. I told you, but- I liked that it wasn't in a cabin in the woods. I thought that was quite fresh. Mm-hmm. But they treated it. They used the space. It's set in... in I should explain. Or we should explain. It's yes, set sorry, on guys. Like, the 14th floor of a of a high-rise that's been evacuated due to a power cut or something like that. Yeah, there's an earthquake, so a mini-earthquake earth, that reveals mini earthquake. the Book
0: of the Dead that's buried underneath yes. this apartment
1: block and calamity and they're, issues. they're trapped up there because the elevator's out and the, the stairs have collapsed. Yeah, um, So they're just on this one floor. It's basically just this apartment and a corridor, but they really use the space very inventively, very well, to get a lot of set pieces out of it. So it's really well put together film. So, yeah, I can give that a two thumbs up, actually. Really good horror movie. Uh, well done. Yeah. Well done. Nice. Have you got anything else? Uh, any other watches under the belt, my man? Um, yeah, this week I did a, a double bill. Um, not at the cinema. One at the cinema, one at home. I... But they're thematically a double bill. I watched 99 Homes on Netflix, which is a, um, uh. a film with Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon. It just came out about the, um, the fallout of the financial crash in 2008. So this takes place around about 2010, I guess, in Florida. And it's um, basically about how everybody just lost all their homes. And Michael Shannon plays a real estate broker who just goes around repossessing everybody's homes and turfing them out. And he uses his um, slippery reptilian ways to <laughs> um, steal, basically steal from the banks. And um, Andrew Garfield plays one of the evicted tenants who who's needs to put bread on the table for his family. So ends up actually working for Michael Shannon, and we have his kind of rise to the become his right hand man. Um, it's really, Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon are both Laura Derns in it as well fantastic performances across oh, the board
0: that's a great very cast right there
1: man well written very snappy and heartfelt and I think there's, you can tell when they have the montages of people getting their notices of eviction and stuff they're either true accounts of verbatim that have been acted really well or they've got the people who were um, evicted to Play, portray those scenes uh,
0: kind of like up in the air when they were doing the firing scenes, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, I, okay. It
1: felt very similar, I mean, it's really hard hitting, very well performed. We've got a great ending, quite ambiguous ending in a way, but very, very good. So I saw that, and then the next day I saw Dumb Money in the cinema, um, which was very good. Are we
0: like big, short territory? Is that where we're looking? It,
1: I really, really, really like. Big shorts um, but it 's not quite up there for me it 's much more of a heist type film in an us versus them David Goliath kind of thing with it 's got a heist energy whereby the people of Wall Street bets and the, the Reddit Forum and stuff are um, collectively holding uh, preventing the shortstop or whatever yeah. it is so yeah. that gamestop uh, stocks don't uh, just keep rising sorry so the the hedge fund managers who are betting against it lose billions while they make th- Well, they make, you know, thousands each. Yeah. But it's really good with central performances. It doesn't quite have the anger and the frustration and the bewilderment as to how this could have happened, as The Big Short does. But it's still got a bit of anger in there. It's got some lovely performances, especially by Paul Dano, as always. He's fantastic. He's
0: always good value, whatever he does.
1: A nice, angry double bill with 99 homes to see how the rich stay rich and profit even more from these awful schemes um, and systems that are in place and to and allow them to. That in, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I do recommend, if you want an angry watch, <laughs> I recommend both 99 Homes and dumb Money. Well, shall
0: we turn that into a triple bill and put, like, falling down at the end? So that's your
1: reaction <laughs> to the insanity of the system? Sure, although he's more angry that he can't get breakfast at 11 minutes, two minutes, but he's more angry about anything. Yeah. I think falling down might do a nice double bill with Fight Club or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely would. And
0: uh, what was the Russell Crowe? Uh, the drive when he. he he's
1: oh, a... unhinged? Hinged. Thank you. I was like, oh, like, I think it was unbreakable. Unhinged. So you, you do unhinged and changing lanes as like the road rage. Movies. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, the, yeah. maybe the hitcher. Or like you'll do Jewel. <laughs> 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 unhinged and changing lanes as a angry driver, triple bill, pissed off you messed with the wrong person on the highway. Nice one. <laughs> we might have a few more of these coming off uh, this
0: episode, guys. Keep your ears peeled for some... Uh, well, as we can't project on the Mind Cinema for the uh, upcoming couple of, you know, months. We, no. we, we Don't worry, we've got your back. We've got some recommendations for
1: some thematic <laughs> film marathons you can do. Yeah, we do like a, um, a little movie marathon that's thematically linked. I know that we've done movie marathons before with uh, one of our dear friends when the theme might just be something just quite as broad as desert it just has to be set <laughs> in a desert and that is it yep or we have you know man against nature for example Dude, well, you're reading my one. mind
0: here man because like, <laughs> i have genuinely got a, a triple bill to give you guys at some point man like of the man oh, let's do man. it now Well, it's
1: fresh in our minds man versus nature so
0: man versus nature what jumps to mind man i'm thinking the edge with anthony hopkins and alec baldwin yep yeah. Uh, Ghost in the Darkness. That's,
1: yes, I mean, it's an animal. That's nature. That's but funny.
0: yeah, that's, that's it. Like, that's yeah, yeah. bears, nature, animal. Uh, the Grey is one of my favourites mm-hmm. of the genre because I, I just thought that was absolutely insanely masterful. Cool.
1: I quite liked that film. I can't remember the name. I mean, it's not great, but for this theme, it's quite good. It's a recent one with Zac Efron where he and some dude find oh, gold. a big lump of... Is it just called gold? Gold, Yeah. They find a massive buried, half-buried nugget of gold in the outback and one has to stay to kind of protect it and the other one goes to get help. And the majority of the film is just um, Zac Efron sat by this lump of gold in the outback and he just has to survive. <laughs> That's great. I would have uh, The Grey. I'd have All Is Lost. Great show. You can't really do a land, sea and air, can you? <laughs> <laughs> An Airport 77. <laughs> airport 77. <laughs> Or Twister. <laughs> there <wind>. yeah,
0: oh, <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> that, I think that that's a great little left field shout. Yes. <laughs>
1: there you go. Wicked. I mean, they do seek it out. So they're asking for sure, the man. Yeah, but, I mean, jaws. That's all they do in jaws as well. Yeah, like, there's a reason why they do it. That's not fortune and glory like it is. In no, Twister. that's true. It's they clear. are
0: getting sort of like they're stopping the shark from eating more people, which is pretty valid. Cool. All right. That was our little triple bill. So we're going to get to some a couple of alternative pitches in a second, Mm. I reckon.
1: Let's do that. Yeah, why not?
0: So yeah, uh, let's have a. Is there anything, any other sort of alternative pitches that we've cut out or we've missed out or we haven't got round to, man, that you'd like to like 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 to hit us with? I
1: always find it interesting when I'm coming up with a story whether I follow my instincts and go with the first idea that I've had and, and follow that through to its conclusion and pitch that. But many times I've kind of gone down one avenue halted, rolled back, doubted myself, Mm -hmm. um, pushed on and got something out there. Or I've doubted myself and I've pivoted or an idea has sprung something else and I've gone completely the other way. So I always find that development process quite interesting. Having that uh, belief in yourself, I guess, that... It's okay to change your mind, or it's okay to push forward. Or to trust yourself. uh, Or or to trust yourself, and knowing that you can find your way through. I find that an eternal struggle, but it's one that I quite enjoy. So only a few weeks ago, we did. I pitched a film called Fair Dinkum. Yes, indeed. The Australian family drama about the cattle drovers. But before I got to that, I found out that um, in a lesser scene... Disney TV series based upon Dumbo. There was a character called Fair Dinkum who was a koala. The koala Fair Dinkum was the ringmaster in Dumbo's own little travelling circus. So my... And it was called Fair Dinkum. Not a lot of people know this, apparently. No, yeah. Dude, you're blowing my mind here. Fair Dinkum had a... A family I had a brother called Rinkum Dinkum, which I believe is a better name than Fair Dinkum. But <laughs> yeah, but Rinkum Dinkum There's Ma-, Ma and Pa Dinkum. He had loads of brothers and sisters that all rhymed with Dinkum. He's the only one that didn't rhyme with Dinkum. He's yeah, just Fair yeah, Dinkum. Yeah. So I wanted to do like a Disney film, but I wanted to do something that's maybe slightly more surreal, slightly darker, a bit like... One of my touchstones was a really lovely animation animated film. I think it was by DreamWorks called Rango. Yeah, yeah that was excellent, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was really weird, and off the, off the wall. All the characters weren't you know, cutesy and stuff like that. They, they were kind of haggard and strange looking. So I started developing an idea for Fair Dinkum, whereby it, yep. in this family situation where Rinkum Dinker, the older brother, and a few others, they're very successful aerial riggers. So it's kind of it's set a bit like I don't know cars or something. They're animals, but they have real real world jobs and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. humans don't exist uh, in yeah. this world. Yes.
1: So you know the brothers and whatnot—they work on in construction and they work on aerial rigging. And Fair Dinkum as a as a young koala, <laughs> koalas um, look so good. I'm sorry,
0: I'm imagining yes. them in like builder outfits, and koalas <laughs> yeah. look so good in builder <laughs> yeah. outfits with right, little cigars. I'm so yeah, yeah. I just sitting uh, on the rafters, enamored. having yeah.
1: their, hu- hugging the rafters, eating their eucalyptus. I think <laughs> <laughs> great
0: lunch. big iron girders, man. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, beautiful imagery already. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, but Fedding, he, he he's the younger one, but he's got great imagination, and he likes to play, and he likes to kind of perform and put on plays and stuff. And he's maybe the parents are encouraging it, but they want him to like grow up and follow the family tree. You've got to hug the rafter, kid. But maybe the grandma um, is very encouraging of his his performances and his plays and his things that he puts on. Yeah. So then, at some point, either he will run away to join the circus, or he'll will, they'll will go to the circus and he'll get accidentally stuck there in his travelling circus. Well, he'll he'll
0: St- climb up something to try and test his bravery and then that something will drive off with the circus yes. and that's
1: how he joins the circus. He gets abandoned or he runs away. So either way, he gets separated yeah. from the family and when he's at the circus, when initially he's blown away by the majesty and the magic of all the tricks and the performances and whatnot whatnot and he wants to be in the circus so we have a him joining the circus maybe rising up his ranks stable boy kind of thing meeting <laughs> all these weird and wonderful characters but we'd have to have the magic feather kind of idea for Dumbo which obviously makes Dumbo fly so the magic twist in this was that he gets something, magic feather, doesn't matter what it is, but he somehow has the ability to go inside into people's dreams and so, what were like Koala crew you know, kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, like, Dude, <laughs> yes,
0: like, Grant, mate, I, like last night, all I could, I, I just kept dreaming about like <laughs> koalas in safety gear <laughs> with smoking cigars and sitting up high.
1: <laughs> Gonna be late for work,
0: mate. Gotta get up. <laughs> Luke, Luke, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Blowing cigar smoke, little koala cigar smoke in my face.
1: Gotta <laughs> get up, mate, I'm telling you. But he goes into people's dreams, and with his friends, he takes in there. They start performing. The idea being like the the outback is like a dreamscape, yeah. And they're travelling circus in this dreamscape, travel from mind to mind, performing the dreams for people. Uh, makes a bit of BFG going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a bit of a BFG thing and the a, a surrealism. He becomes very successful at doing it. Maybe the original ringmaster back in the real world is very evil and he's mistreating the animals. So he, yeah, he
0: absolutely <laughs> is. Because like,
1: did 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 he, did he and Dumbo? Were,
0: was the circus awful in Dumbo?
1: I, I can't remember. Because I really I was remember. surprised to hear that Dumbo had his own circus. Uh, yeah, I think he might have run away to start his own circus. I don't know what it feels TV like. He's
0: just like he's continuing the cycle of abuse, man. I mean, yeah. That sounds like a really bad idea on Dunbo's behalf, mate.
1: So maybe there's the evil ringmaster and Fair Dinkum, with his courage and pluck and his magical abilities, takes all the animals and goes into the dream world, followed into the dream world. Dream fights from people to people as they hop. Success, they win, and they win at the expense of not being able to perhaps go back. Out into the real oh. world, so he spends his days being an amazing ringmaster of this travelling circus that travels from people's minds as they sleep, performing lovely dreams for them. And it will end with the family all sleeping, his family, and they wake. And as they're sleeping, we'll see an image of all of them, maybe they're all sleeping together in the same bed. Yeah, definitely. Right, yeah, koala song. And he, he performs a lovely dream for them, whereby he tells them that he's okay and everything's going to be right. And as they're sleeping that you see, they will have a very contentive smile breaks Smile
0: out. on their face. Lovely. Lovely. That was my
1: weird, surreal, Disney-ish fair dinkum.
0: I'm in for this, like, Inception meets Dumbo meets... Mm. What? Yeah, meets <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, yes, or <laughs> Nightmare on Eucalyptus Street, I guess it would yes. be. Um, that sounds absolutely... I love that a lot, man. And, and, and when they do the... Um, when they when they're doing the dream jumping can they go into mm. the evil ringmaster's brain and like make him see the error of his ways so he wakes up and he's That's just so like nice. he does a sort of um uh oh, oh, what day is this? Uh, what movie's that, man? Jesus <laughs> H, I should know this. The Frank Capra one. It's film. a wonder, it's There we go, so he life. does, he wakes up. Every, I'm, so, like, I'm so sorry. I t- take delete all of my content from everything for that. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the most famous films in the world. But he wakes up and he has this uh, It's a Wonderful Life mm. revelation and you get to see him going around with a big animated happy face and things. Yeah, and there we
1: go, but... May they make him happy and his circus gets cleaned up and he's yes, lovely, so then
0: he yeah, sorry, yeah, he doesn't just yeah, have a but really good he has a really good dream that just goes back to torturing lions <laughs> all torturing day. <laughs> I, I've got so much more energy to hurt my animals now yeah. after that lovely dream.
1: <laughs> I love that a lot. That was great. Nice. Thanks, man. But I didn't it got too like the we don't have too long to prepare our pictures for the recording and they true, do take true. for me anyway, they do take quite a lot of efforts sometimes and I felt that that one just needed a lot more development it needed to go I needed to think of the mechanics of the dream world dream what these koalas, man.
0: the mechanics of dream koalas which the, is a oh, film okay, I to call. invent
1: and understand the mechanics of dream koalas <laughs> what the dreams meant and why they were doing it because everything is there for a reason yeah the motivations of the evil ringmaster to get this how he even gets this um, magic potion or whatever it is who gives it to him yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. and obviously I'd have to watch Dumbo again and you know, find yeah, out yeah, and there's things. a lot of
0: research when you're starting to attach some of your ideas to existing yeah. properties that starts to get messy unless you're just referencing them in a very small way and then moving on yeah. doesn't it I, it yeah, became
1: yeah. quite unwieldy but I really like the, the central idea of a ringmaster koala travelling through an outback style dreamscape yeah. into people's minds and nightly performing their dreams for them could be quite Sweet, also quite weird, a bit scary, a bit kind of... I just, I I really want... I I love this animation centred around
0: a a koala. I I don't think Mm. I've seen much of that in the past. They've always been like the sidekick. They haven't
1: been the star. Yeah. There you are then. Definitely get Gore Vabinsky back from his Rango days to bring the added weirdness to it. So, yeah, that was one of my... um, Alt pitches, I guess, that never made it past the development stage. Man, and like just think of like that's such a big chunk of pitch, man, that that, that was just mm. like yeah, get rid of. And then that
0: can be quite Yeah, don't need it. Uh I get I get so scared when I start to do that to myself on like day three <laughs> of seven or whatever we get, it's just suddenly like, Oh shit, am I gonna chuck all of this out? Yes, I think I am. And then you're just like, But that's that's three days of work. I'm not gonna be able to get that back by you get the, this proper scary doing that okay that was an amazing alternate pitch man that was a chunky chunky monkey a chunky koala sorry (laughs) chunky Uh, koala pitch I love that Mm -hmm. man brilliant stuff
1: Uh, you're welcome you're welcome what about you any others from back in the day that you wanted to do for yourself or ones that I did and you thought you'd have a sh- shot at one of my horses?
0: Uh, I think it was when we did She's the Danger and Liberty Lane, I think, was no, the... No, yes. I think, I believe that was the episode. Liberty Lane, which then, speaking of stuff that I thought about, sort of played into Joe Zane, Jones Angel eventually. Mm-hmm. man. Uh, and Liberty Lane was going to be like a tale of uh, community of like off-gridders who live in like a shanty town sort of like the lost boys from hook kind of place out nice. in th- in appalachia or the deep Rufio, forest in America oh, oh. somewhere Rufio! exactly yeah they have lots of tree houses and interlinking things nice. they just built okay. this badass place called liberty lane that's where they've gone all these like-minded sort of uh, uh off-gridder kind of types yeah but then like some land planners will buy up the forest they're in and there'll be like a battle for liberty lane and We've got like a Waco style standoff, maybe, uh, and get Dennis Villeneuve in to direct it to get some of that Sicario tension running through all oh of wow. it. That's a good and track, a yeah. slow build, just meeting all of the characters, living with everyone in Liberty Lane, so we as the audience understand how lovely Liberty Lane is. Uh, we've got a bit of Captain Fantastic, uh, the yeah. Vigo Mortensen movie when he was an off gridder, sort of build that kind of thing You're in. Getting a
1: bit of Badlands in there as well when they, bu- when they build the treehouse kind of compound get away
0: thing that yeah absolutely mm. and then we bring in uh, I guess the government and we get uh, a massive final messy denouement and like get Waking Austin stuff. Butler in there Gerald Butler um, all the butlers <laughs> <laughs> Alfred <laughs> the, the one from Tomb Raider um <laughs> Keith David, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, I want in there as like the craggy, self-imposed leader. Uh, Juliette Lewis is his uh, sort of right-hand person. And have like a Nomadland meets Precinct 13 is what I was thinking for that.
1: That would be really cool. I like it. Liberty Lane. Any more? I had. Let me have a look. Yeah, so we're going back
0: to uh, the... I went went nautical with this. Uh, She's the Danger. You um, did? I love that pitch. That it was That was, That was. was a good, fun sort of, I felt the sand in my hair. Mm. Sand? I don't know. Yeah, all the, I don't know why I felt with my hair. We have, and we have Glenn
1: Howerton in a billy white shirt.
0: And, <sighs> and um, Sean Bean as his second.
1: Was it Sean? No, it was um, Clancy Brown. Oh, it was Clancy Brown. Oh, dude, <laughs> don't
0: mention Clancy Brown. It makes me so sad he's not in more films. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, oh, Clancy to-
1: Brown was in *Dumb Money. Oh! <gasps> He was the dad. How does he look? He gets a couple of scenes. Still, like, big and amazing. Big and amazing. Oh, got a bit of motive in there. A so bit much, of emotion I, coming from him. Oh,
0: dude, that's even more reason to watch it. I am definitely mm. going to seek that out, oh, man. Absolutely. Difficult for
1: him to play a cuddly... He kind of plays a cuddly dad, but it's difficult with that voice. He's got kind eyes. He's got lovely eyes. He's got lovely kind eyes, but I just think he's going to turn into the Kirk in it. Yeah, minute. start like, ah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, ladies.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, Dad. Oh, mate, dude. And, like, his turn in Starship Troopers. Like, I just wanted to see oh, an entire God. film around that drill sergeant that he played or (laughs) whoever he was. Like, oh, my goodness me. So much love for him, man. Must watch watch Carnival again at some point just to get some real good, solid, clancy-brown action. Yes, yes, yes. So, anyway... So, yeah, so my She's a Danger, uh, I went nautical, but then uh, I was also thinking of doing a uh, She's All That sequel where Lainey... Who was Rachel Lee Cook in She's All That, she sort of starts to discover and delve into the long teenage trauma of being lied to and manipulated by her now husband, Zach. Laney and Zach are now married, but she's got that... She's just like, she just can't stop, like... You, you, you like everything's based on a lie. This, this was yes. all complete boy And I don't care that you stood up at the end during graduation because, like, that mm. was for you as well.
1: It's all just been about. Well, he stands at the up naked, doesn't he? Because he loses the bet. Yeah, and it's yeah. like
0: that's just all about you as well, man. Like none yes, of this of is like me getting any kind of like closure for on any of the this.
1: record. Sorry to interrupt. I would just like to say I absolutely love she's all that. Yeah, 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 dude, absolutely it's fantastic. Yeah, this is just me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Taking it and twist, twisting the warts is out. She's of it. all that, and the girl next door. Oh, the girl next door! Bill. And uh, bring it on. There's a and triple. Bring on. There we go. There's a triple. Done. Anyway,
0: Absolutely carry on. Absolutely in the
1: bag. Oh, of course. Of I course. like where this is going. So she's the
0: danger. Starts to sort of.
1: And these these
0: feelings, this this trauma starts getting unearthed more and more as as he starts to play like these funny tricks on her, like and he starts to video it for his social medias. Oh, so he's no. doing things like getting his friend to call her and pretend he's been in an awful accident, so she oh, runs no. home and like he's lay there with like fake blood coming out. And again, like his performative, I'm naked at the at the uh, graduation ceremony. Yeah. Everything he's doing is just this big performative. Look at me, look at me, at the sake of her. Do you
1: remember in the film how? Excited he was when he was forced on stage and did the hacky sack dance. Yes, and afterwards he's like, "Oh my god, that's the best thing! I can't believe it!" I'm a, ah. Yeah, so he so, so and he, now he's got TikTok followers. Yeah, that
0: trajectory's gone through the roof. So he oh, keeps like having this. to like get like more because like do I, like every now and again when one. Uh, which one shouldn't, but one does get involved in the scroll and all of that kind of nonsense, mm. man. Um, I'd like, there's a there's a some dude who like when he makes a heaving noise, it makes his partner heave, and that's his <laughs> seems to be his social media is just like videos of him going up when she's trying to cook and trying to like have a nice date, and he's just going like until she goes whir and you're just like what must it feel like to be like with the person who's doing things like that and that yeah. kind of yeah yeah and that played into it so anyway Zach is 100% this dude that's what he's doing he's just absolutely yeah. torturing her and so <laughs> she starts to turn the tables on Zach and starts to just undermine and unravel him bit by yeah. bit by bit by bit until he okay. is a complete quivering and absolute mess and then she gets the hell out of there and like has her revenge is she doing it on her
1: own social media
0: she'll be sabotaging every one of his Attempts to uh, sort of undermine her, maybe, or she'll be yeah. just she'll she'll not she'll ignore the so she'll keep the social media thing going, but yeah. she'll just start to undermine him in real life. Well, maybe like...
1: she's absolutely rinsing him on like quite a well-to-do blog, like he's got a written blog that He would no go never go anywhere next. Yeah, he's all about the funny so prank videos. But she's yeah. got this anonymous blog that's something like the New Yorker or something like or the New York Times. She's got this column that she's contributing to, which yeah. is getting really really popular. So she's having this. Using it as almost like a built-in escape plan. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's going to reveal who she is or something like that to kind yes. of get out.
0: Yeah, like, like Diary of a Secret Cool Girl kind of a column yeah. or something yeah, along yeah. those lines. What it's
1: like to live with an influencer, well, like a prankster or something like that, what it actually is.
0: Yeah, living but, with a prankster in, per, in, mm. in, in inverted commas. I want her to sort of quite quite uh, viciously turn the tables and have it start to, yeah. I, I want that I love films when you're watching someone uh, completely unravel over the duration of the film we mentioned uncut gems recently I think in last mm-hmm. episode in fact I love yeah. watching just a character just Go through the uh, a, a simple a simple man um, that mm-hmm. put the character you just go through the absolute ringer, especially when it's deserved. Like it would be with young Zach, just to yeah. see him getting his comeuppance.
1: This also reminds me of a a sitcom stroke drama, it's a bit of both or dramedy, I guess, mm-hmm. but, which I haven't seen, but I need to get onto it because the concept is amazing. And I think it's called uh, Kevin can fuck himself. Yes,
0: yes, yep. And have you seen it? I have seen a couple of episodes of it. Yes. Okay.
1: So for the benefit of um, those who haven't seen it out there, the conceit is that it's set up like a very standard Everybody Loves Raymond type or Roseanne type sitcom with like... You know, the sofa, the stairs, characters coming in, applause and laughter, and yep. obviously the husband is an idiot always getting up to hijinks with his friends and stuff, and the wife is um, the put-upon kind of, oh, not this again, I can't really have to put up with you boys. The very stereotypical thing Yeah, you like Josh, most... is it
0: game night again? You brought everyone yeah. round, yeah.
1: really? All
0: of this kind of thing. Well, I've only typical... got half
1: a turkey. Yeah, you'll yeah. yeah. oh, uh... do something, Alice, you're a great cook. Come on, get in yeah. there with you. Yeah, the horrible stereotypical yeah. thing that women in these sitcoms don't have a sense of humour, don't have any fun, they're very they're uptight. the enemy. they're the the enemy and the boys and boys will be boys so half of it's so you go through these scenes in Kevin can fuck himself where it's like that and every time the wife leaves the set it -hmm. cuts to her POV which is then like a David Fincher style drama and it's very dark so when she like leaves the set with the laundry, all like, oh, boys, we were boys. She goes into the laundry room, cuts to this darker version of it, and she's like really fucking angry, and she's like smashing things up, plotting her event. She's a woman that knows she's in a very toxic, horrible fucking relationship. just cannot. Really, just cannot get out of it, or really, it seems anyway, I haven't seen the episodes. But maybe, I think she might start to plot how she can get out of it or how she can kill him. But the conceit that the two perspectives are shown in two different styles of drama, yeah, yeah, yeah. sitcom, and dramedy sounds really great. Yeah. It's such a great exploration yeah, of yeah, these terrible Ab, hierarchies yeah. and stereotypes that we get um, in these old-school Sitcoms, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that reminded me, like, the beginning of that, that reminded me of that dynamic yep. between Lainey and Zack. Kind of yeah, and that's it, because, like, that. the defence
0: of people, like, sort of bullies and uh, Machiavellian mm. underminers and whatnot, it's like, it's just a joke, you know, we're just having yeah. a laugh. It's that kind of... I, I, I've seen some of these videos that you talk about, I really don't get it. No, I did. It makes me just... I don't know, Question. well, lots of things make me question lots of things, but I find it utterly baffling, and it it just inspired me to think, right, okay, well,
1: I'm linking that in with the whole She's the Danger. I had a very, very scant, slight She's the Danger pitch when I I went super 90s. Yeah. Kind of superhero, but not. (laughs) Franchise starter, so it was a character called Danica. She's a thousand-year-old vampire, (laughs) right? Okay. But she's the only vampire, yeah. and she, for some bizarre reason, she I haven't figured out. She's beholden to this criminal syndicate, and she's their number one assassin or whatever. And as the syndicate, even though she's a thousand years old, haven't worked out the details. Well, she will
0: have done something to like the pa- the patriarch matriarch of this crime family's ancestors,
1: and got herself involved with something back in the day. And it's about her being this amazing assassin, but obviously always trying to find a way to get the macguffin back that grants her mortality or she finds that her blood is being used to make genetic clones of her or uh, do, the, do the mortality
0: her. thing and have um they are they are the the gatekeepers between her and her mortality and they have said we when we created you slash found you back in the day a thousand years ago we made an agreement that you know in 2025, we will finally give you your mortality. Or maybe she was
1: resurrected. She was resurrected a hundred years ago, but she's a thousand years old, and she had been hibernating or sleeping yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, they hold the power. Yeah, yeah whatever. She has loads is. of hits
1: yeah. for them, and she's amazing. So basically, it's kind of very much got a nineties underworld feel yeah, it to it. Yeah, you know?
0: absolutely yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I feel like we haven't had a good vampire film. It might just be because I'm still smarting slightly from the uh, last voice of the Demeter. movie. Yes. I'm not sure, but like I haven't, I can't remember a good vampire film. Like Forty Days of Night is one of the most recent ones that I go to that's, as a. Yes, oh,
1: long. Time. And that was well. I think we've got. Not long to wait until Robert Eggers brings out Nosferatu next year.
0: Absolutely, well there we go. So That'll be we'll the one. Absolutely, fill my uh, fill my vampire cups. Mm. So bring it on. And until then, I would rather like to see an action vampire because uh, just when you said yeah. it, I
1: just got like some flashes of Underworld, and I actually felt like ooh uh, mm. <laughs> like I yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you what, shall I? I'll work it up if you like it. I'll work up it in a future episode. I'll just drop in. I fully fledged out. She's the danger I would
0: say no, man, because I'm okay. missing some
1: vampires, and i Halloween's coming up. It's all I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, we could we could do a retro retro one shot episode where we pick an old pitch, and or I pitch yeah. one yeah. of your horses from the yes. past. Yeah, we do a switch. What do we switch through from?
0: Or we yeah. develop something. I don't know. I'll yeah. well, stay tuned, guys. That might well, well, be tuned. coming to your Ideas ears at happen. some point soon,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, do yeah. uh, do you have anything else before we? Uh, start to wrap this thing up. I have a very, very short two-liner for white moonlight. And now much, as I said, when I did Fair Dinkum, I Googled, like, Fair Dinkum to see, get some ideas. So I Googled white moonlight and it is a slang, it's Chinese slang for um, someone's first love or unrequited love for when they're young coming back into their scene and the person hasn't quite got over it. So, for example... um, have you heard about have you heard about Luke? His white moonlight's just rolled into town. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. So my white moonlight would be a kind of wushu crouching tiger style um, romantic sweeping epic martial arts thing where someone's lost childhood love or something comes back into their life. Maybe this person is a blind swordsman or something because we've got to have a blind swordsman in these things, please. <laughs> or yeah, their, their long lost unrequited love comes back into this sweeping, melodramatic epic with lots of Wushu sword fights and stuff. Tony Lung's in it and... Xizhangs in it and all that yes. kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Takeshi oh, Kenashiro like, kind of They're all in it. All right, well Dee, again, I, I'm not saying it's I'm like gonna be up. expecting this <laughs> in a future
0: episode, but like if you can get some <laughs> wu in, in a future episode, yeah. man, I would very much appreciate that, man. That's another thing we haven't touched, man. Yes. Oh, I like I like the Wushu white moonlight, man. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah. I've got only one more, and then we will uh, we'll start to sneak back out of the mind cinema, guys, yeah, and we'll tidy be, the heck up behind us as well, man. Uh, my last one was for Sicilian Defence, man, and this was a kind of. Oh, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait!
0: Can you just say Sicilian Defence? Sicilian Defence. <laughs> it's a family drama. So. <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't believe how much that drum guy has cost to keep in the corner every episode <laughs> since Sicilian Defence.
1: <laughs> the, kettle, the kettle drums take up so much oh, space. Honestly, I can't swing a cat in
0: here, dun, man. Dun, it's dun, ridiculous. All right, come on. Give me some more Sicilian Defence. So this one, um, I started with Mobster, and then parentheses could be another adventure for alternative Arsino, who is in the alternative pitch to oh, Arsino's yes. adventure.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. So
0: he's sent to jail. Possibly right after the adventure that he was in. Maybe we cut from the
1: end of that when it was successful and then he he's sent to jail in the country that he was in like, he's in Colombian jail. Because it's romance in the same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. absolutely right. So him and, like, whoever
0: else is on the adventure with him, Mr. Arsino, they get sent down. Um, <laughs> like, the boss manages to fix it so they're all in the same prison or something like that, and then uh-huh. they all get involved in an Escape to Victory-style prison football movie. <laughs> and American football or soccer? <laughs> no, soccer. This will be soccer, soccer as well. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I want it to be basically half montage, half normal movie. <laughs> so Right, so Sylvester Stallone's directing it then, yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And like halfway through we'll discover they were all sent to the same prison so the boss could get them whacked. And so they've got to stage right. a daring escape at the inter-prison football bonanza, making off with like, the, <laughs> whilst they're doing this, making off with a stash of money, the corrupt prison wardens who have staged this bonanza, mm. and one of whom is like in on the hit as well, have put aside for their gambling that they do at this bonanza every year. Amazing.
1: Amazing. So you've done a sequel. You've done a... I did a sequel for an alternative pitch.
0: <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's like two 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 factors abstracted
1: from ever entering a mind cinema. So now we have Ricky Lanford that is going to go down in extended universe history. We also have Arsino, the Sicilian <laughs> mobster, who's not doing I'm a Colombian Clayling prison with... break. <laughs> A silly defense, I'm yeah. happy with that. There we go. Oh, please work that one out. That was fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do a pr- prison movie as well. Again, we could, you know, yeah, we haven't
1: done a prison movie like,
0: Yeah, I, I would adore to do a prison movie. That's one again, one of my favorite little sub genres, man. So, mm. yeah, yeah, it's very close to the heart. And that, um, just about wraps up, uh, like sort of a couple of the alternative pictures that I think we've missed in the past for you guys. I think it does,
1: I think it does. And it's really lovely to go back and revisit some of these amazing, um, horses that we've been given and the pictures that that, that have come out of it and also just to see the things that could have been I guess and understand a little bit about how we go about well, I find it interesting. I'm, I'm not sure how many people out there do. <laughs> oh, yeah, the find listeners it. shall speak to <laughs> that. <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just to go about how we come to where we get to and what gets by the wayside, how we decide how discriminat- discriminatory we are in deciding what gets to the mind cinema, what doesn't, what stays on the cut room floor. But some of these ideas I really like and I wouldn't mind going back to revisiting them, doing some legacy episodes, some different... Yeah, well, you know, season TV two
0: and just uh, all of these little ideas that we squirrel away in up bubbling up again and ending up somewhere else generally that's very true That's very true. so nothing
1: gets wasted nothing gets wasted at all yeah i think when we do season two i think it'd be a good excuse to as we said in the last episode Mm -hmm. to use different reference points think of things challenge ourselves a little bit more yeah do themes maybe maybe uh,
0: star vehicles
1: star vehicles yes that'd be good or set one in the 60s using 60s casting a lot of things brewing. I think it, season two is going to be a series of experimentation for us, testing out the formula, stressing it, seeing what breaks, what flexes. Yeah, what we're going to make a back. few
0: brundle flies and turn some yeah, dogs inside some out brundle along pictures.
1: the way. But, uh. Let's do it. <laughs> I guess that's it, man. I guess we just it got is, man. We got to well, say goodbyes, say goodbyes, and a couple of thank yous as well, man. A couple you know? of thank yous. A very, very large and hearty thank you to someone who we haven't mentioned yet, and that is the wonderful, incredibly talented Mr. Leighton Johns, who does Absolutely. all our artwork.
0: Absolutely. He designed
1: the beautiful thumbnails. He's designed posters. He's working on some other things behind some the scenes. He's great scene stuff for,
0: behind the scenes as we speak. That
1: we, that we are not privy to release to nope. you guys yet. But Leighton Johns, we'll put a link to his website uh, in the show notes, is a fantastic illustrator um, and artist. We gave him a little brief. He came back with the artwork packed it full of gags that we just had us laughing like drains and some of the things that he's working on for future episodes are just so inspired yeah yeah so please check out his artwork we put the link in there and thank you leighton so much for all your work and yeah, hopefully it's so, for your so future appreciated work. it's been wonderful mate.
0: H- it helped us to build the mind cinema so that's uh, much yes, appreciated it
1: certainly did Anybody else? I'd like to thank you, and I'd like to thank me. and I'd like to thank us. No, we are forgetting someone, aren't we? Yes, we absolutely are. There is someone else behind the scenes who keeps the show on the road, doesn't get their dues, they keep the lights on, they keep the programmes running, they keep everything delivered on time, they keep the concession stand stocked, the popcorn popping, the soda bubbling like clockwork, the wonderful, talented, the (laughs) (laughs) put-up-with-us-a-ball Miss Francesca Clementi. Now she's been with this from the start. She organises everything. She gets it in line. She makes a sound better than we have any yeah, right any to right sound, to, sounds, to
0: be honest. Absolutely, yeah, crikey. She
1: gets it ship-shape, and she always assures that episodes are ready to go out, works tirelessly behind the scenes, and her work and her input and her enthusiasm for what we do has not gone unnoticed at all, and we're very, very appreciative of it. So from Luke and I, from the bottom of our hearts, Miss Francesca Clementi, thank you so much for all your work, and we love you very much. The manager of the Mind Cinema, I would say. Well, that's it. I think you should lead us out, Mr. Searle. You let us in. Heck, and so as I led us in, I will lead us out slowly and gently
0: closing the doors and locking up, uh, making sure that everything's secure and ready to be reopened uh, in but a few months' time, I'm sure. Yeah. And we cannot wait. We're working on some exciting things for ourselves, some exciting things for you guys uh, listening. Keep your ears peeled, keep your eyes peeled, and we look really, really, really forward to meeting you all in the
1: Mind Cinema again really soon take care of yourselves guys we love you thank you bye well there we have it another episode of racehorse movies is over We both hope you had as much fun listening as we did coming up with these films and recording our pitches if you enjoyed this please share it around with your friends and loved ones if it wasn't your thing i don't know maybe share it with someone you miffed with who knows if it's not for them either maybe you two can build some bridges over that connection but if you did like picking up what we put down and you fancy checking out some more content from us, then head over to theneverpress.com to take a gander at our novels, poetry and other bits and bobs. Anyway, that's about enough from us. Hope to have you back next time for some friendly chat and barely thought through pitches at Ray Movies. Ta-ta!